Members of the Izone, and welcome back to Impact Izone, your one and only source for Michigan State men's basketball, brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM, a part of the Impact Sports Podcast Network. It's me. I'm back. We're here another episode, season six, episode 17. Julian Mitchell hosting it for you. And we got a full house in Studio H today for the recording of Impact Izone. Starting over to my left, the man in Studio H, Cal Turk. Luke Sloan, Amanda Poole, and he's a Cleveland Browns fan. He's happy, so he might be a little excited for this pod. The man, Joe Dandron. How's everybody doing? You didn't want to go with the full house joke right off the top? I decided not to. I, I, we could make it messy. We could make it hot. <laughs> no Lori Laughlin. She though. didn't bribe me to say anything, so <laughs> I didn't know if I should say nice something or rebound, not. Man. I hate how we were the only two people that laughed at that joke. I know. I know. Ugh. I don't have an on-air laugh. I need to develop that in my my sports portfolio. I need to develop an, an on air laugh. laugh. Yeah. Well, I'm doing well, so thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. Thanks, Amanda. All right, Joe, how we doing? I'm amped up right now. <laughs> <laughs> how you feeling about Odell? It's not basketball, but how you feeling about Odell? Man, you, I'm I'm a little calmed down now compared to where I was yesterday when I found out the news. But, who incredible? The, the sky is the limit. Yeah. Hey, for some reason, people are talking about the Browns playing in the Super Bowl. And that's a very dangerous thing because that means they're not going to make it. So it's all good, though. I mean, they they're a good team, so very happy. Very happy. But I'm not going to have I'm not going to have any hope because that's it'll get put down. It's the hope that kills you. Yeah, exactly. That's what they say. Yeah, ask any Lions fans. The hope that kills hey, you. Hey man, <laughs> so it's the hope that kills. I'm sorry, you. Trent, Trent Bally. Shout out to you. But but yeah, I'm. Why'd a, you point upwards? I didn't know he was. Uh, <laughs> he's not here. <laughs> I didn't know. I lost him. <laughs> I, whenever I'm talking I about mean. someone who isn't in the room. I think about you, the member of our impact group, <laughs> the member of the impact group, is still alive. Shout out to you, but yeah, I'm excited. Baker Odell, that touchdown celebration, Jarvis Landry wild. on the other, on the oh man, it's a basketball podcast, insane. It is a basketball podcast, but I had to had to throw that in there a little bit. Things are getting crazy in the National Football League, but you're right, it's a basketball podcast. We're here to talk Michigan State hoops. So really quickly. I can't gloss over. It's been a while since we had our last episode uh, before Michigan State went on to defeat Michigan. Two games before that one against Indiana and Nebraska. Now, Kyle, Luke, you were both there for both of those games. And really quickly, don't need a full breakdown or anything, but quickly your thoughts from those two games before the Spartans returned home to take on Michigan. Indiana was not good. Very strange game. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, lovely arena. Oh, beautiful, beautiful arena. It was our both of our first times at Memorial Arena. Assembly I, I'm Hall. I'm blanking right now. Oh, it's my assembly goodness. Hall. It's a Memorial wow. Stadium. That's where they play football. We're scrubbing that. Holy Jeez. smokes. And then Nebraska was better, but you still didn't see Sunday no- or Saturday night coming. Not at all. I don't Not think anybody all. saw it coming. I don't think anyone saw it. Thank you for the segue. I teed it up for you. You, you just got to come through. You teed it up. But yeah, uh, some thoughts from Indiana, Nebraska, losing on the road to Indiana, potentially knocking them out of the Big Ten regular season title race, get a win against Nebraska, then have to return home, finish it out. Purdue falls to Minnesota. Now they're moving in for a share. Have to beat Michigan to do it first. And that brings us to what we're going to talk about. Michigan State defeating Michigan at home to clinch a share of the Big Ten regular season title. Final score of 75-63 to on senior night for the Spartans. Cassius Winston leads the way, 23 points, 7 assists. Did have 5 turnovers, but I'm sure you're going to take that number. 7-17 from the field, 1-6 of six from 3, 8-9 from the line. And for Michigan, their high man was Ignis Brasdikis, 20 points, 4 rebounds. Did have 5 personal fouls, which is a huge talking point for this game. Went seven to twelve from the field and three of three from beyond the arc. And 
guys, when when I think of this game, kind of what sums up my thoughts out of everything that I saw, this was just another showing of why Cassius Winston is the best player in the conference. And at least to me, I'm going to have to see John Moran in the tourney, but I think he's the best point guard in the country. He was incredible. His first half wasn't great. He was 100% rattled by what Michigan was doing. They had a great game plan. They really mismatched the looks they gave Winston, sometimes switching on screens, sometimes sending two and having Xavier Simpson just jump the screen and stay with him. They gave him different looks, which rattled him for most of the first half, part of the second. But for somebody who got hit on the chin to start the game, he got off the ropes and battled back in that next round, that second half, and he put the team on his back. He's a large reason of why they ended up winning that game. It was his banked-in three that also changed everything. And for me... This this was Cassius Winston game, and it not only locked up the Big Ten Player of the Year, if you want to say it wasn't locked up yet, it locked that up, and I think it vaulted him even further into the national conversation. And I think you mentioned a key thing there, you know, getting punched in the jaw. He struggled in the first half. There were a few small stretches when he was being outplayed by Xavier Simpson, and he was struggling because of his knees. You know, it's been a long season for a guy like him. He's played a lot of minutes, especially in the second half of this season and in Big Ten play. He barely, he's barely practiced the last couple of days. Obviously, they're saving those knees for the Big Ten tournament. But he played through a lot of adversity and still excelled and led his team to victory. Just another impressive effort, playing a little bit injured. You can add that to the long list of things he's done well. Yeah, and I think even with like his three-point shooting, nothing was falling the first half. And then, like you said, that one in the second half that he got, I mean, I think that just ignited just like, I, I can definitely tell like when he's on, like the team, like the rest of the team is on too. And I think that that's where it all starts with him. And that's why he's so great. It's because um, he leads by example, I guess. And just everybody follows suit when he starts, you know, getting hot. And yeah, I mean, Amanda, you make a big, great point when you talk about that. He makes the players around him better. He's that type of player. He not only carries the team offensively in a lot of ways, he also just brings up the play of every player around him. Um, I think that a lot of guys on this team wouldn't be having the seasons that they're having without Cassius Winston. He's just that type of player and obviously super deserving of, you know, postseason accolades and all those type of things. Um, great season for him and what a game. You know, 23 points showed up big in that second half especially. Yeah, he was huge in the second half. And not just looking at Winston because he obviously is probably the most valuable player to his Michigan State team. But he sat for a good part of the first half with a couple of fouls. And Michigan State had to ride a, a very strange lineup, had to play Foster Lawyer a little bit more than Tom Izzo would like to, of course. But they were able to weather the storm and have it to only six before going into halftime. And for you, looking at this game overall, aside from Winston, who else had the biggest impact on this one? Did like the minutes, uh, they've got to like the minutes they got out of Thomas Kithier, especially on Saturday night. Um, Kyle Arns, the the emotional side of his game c- came through and bled through definitely with the uh, the sequence in the first half that really I think sparked that six zero run was the layup and transition and then the the fist pump on the other end and then the the floor slap into the timeout it was just that that was the moment of the game where they were down twelve with three minutes and change left in that first half that's the moment where you said hang on a second to that point MSU had been out of sorts both ends of the floor. Michigan was hitting shots early. They got lucky that Braz Dacus got two fouls in that first half. Uh, but that whole sequence right there, that little 6-0 run right before the half, we were, everyone's already talked about it. It's a major turning point in that game. And it it didn't happen right away in that second half for them, but once once Winston got going on the ball screens, Goins and McQuaid started hitting their shots, that's a dangerous-looking team in that second half. I think what jumped off the map to me is that in both these games, we kind of saw the same thing happen. Michigan gets out to the, the pretty solid start. A little, I'd say it was a better start in the second game than the first. And then they go through some extreme shooting woes. Cassius Winston gets involved. And before you know it, the Spartans have a comfortable lead. They didn't really have a comfortable lead in that first game. You know, it, there might have been like a six to eight point Towards lead Towards the at end, some it, was, it was yeah, easier. They, it was a good, yeah. They, they fouled Cassius a couple of times. He made like... 15 million free throws in that Michigan game. But really, both of them ended up being quite similar. It's just that the atmosphere in this game was killer. And like you mentioned, Kyle Arns, that was, that was kind of a big play for them in the 6-0 run, an underrated part of their game. How crazy were you going? That The student section was going nuts. When Arns got up and was like holding his back, and then he just fist pumps, he's screaming, everybody went crazy. Because as they called the timeout, I believe right after that layup, and the place just exploded because 
and a lot that was honestly i mean they were still down like 10 yeah it was, that's what's like the eight. crazy part but it felt like such a turning point in the game it felt like all the momentum shifted in a lot of ways um even though yeah you're right it was still like an eight to ten point lead and that that blew the place up like you said because watching i watched the replay earlier today and the gym is absolutely it's quiet up until that point and he makes a layup he walks down the floor like a geriatric patient. His back is acting up. And then fist pump, slap floor, the whole gym erupts. And, and you're there taking in the crowd. First off, what was that all like? Because I've heard from a lot of people who were there. I wasn't there back at home in St. Louis watching on TV. But that was probably the loudest the Izone has been, not just all season, but I heard from a lot of people that's the loudest it's been in a while. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that was the loudest that I had heard it all year. The Indiana game... When college game day was there at the end there, when it got down to the finish that one, that was pretty loud, but this topped that by far. When Arns, it was just the raw like emotion and passion you saw in him was just, I guess, you know, he comes down, he, the signature floor slap, that just like lit up the place. Um, and because everybody was worried because you had, I believe you had three freshmen on the floor at that time. You had Kithier, Lawyer, and I think Henry. Um, I can't really recall. And that was... Oh, man, you know, they got a 10-point lead. We're putting three freshmen in against. We got Foster Lawyer guarding Jordan Poole, you know. So that was that moment right there was just incredible in a lot of ways. And uh, the Izone responded well. I think that the student section changed that game in a lot of ways. Back to your original question, though. Uh, players who stood out. I mean, if you're looking for a player of the game from both sides, Braz Dickens is hard to look past. But Xavier Tillman, I think, put in his best performance in a Spartan uniform by far. Defensively. Uh, switching on to Simpson, switched on to Poole, didn't let him get anywhere near the ra- near the basket. Uh, defensively, what five blocks? Five blocks is right. It was a block party at he, the Breslin Center, and and even like they didn't need him to score all that much, but he still ended up with what seventeen? I think was the number he for did him. Have seventeen. It's, seventeen. Four or five from the field. Nine and twelve at the line. Got to the line. Got got Teske in trouble. He wasn't in much foul trouble, but. Brasdakis going into foul trouble for Michigan hurt them a lot because in the second half they didn't have anybody scoring. Jordan Poole went missing. Exactly. Thank you for the segue because that was that was the next thing I wanted to talk about. I was waiting for someone to bring it up before I did. But Xavier Tillman, and really quickly, shout out to my man, Akil Hollingsworth. He hits me up on Twitter all the time. But immediately once that game was over, he tweets and he's like, I need a deep dive on Xavier Tillman following this game. And as you said, Kyle, he was special. And what he gives this Spartan team is, like you said, he allows them to switch on ball screens one through five, and he plays the perimeter so well. I mean, Simpson, Collins talked about it on the Green and White Report, Ryan Collins, but he's so tired of hearing people talk about the hook shot. But the hook shot wasn't there for Simpson because Tillman did what he had to do, shuffled his feet, stayed home, and he blocked all of his shots at the rim. And I think that was a huge part of why Michigan couldn't get going because they had looks downhill. They had what they wanted to mismatch Simpson on Tillman but they couldn't expect the great perimeter defense from Xavier Tillman in this one. And the question that comes for me now, looking at the way Tillman has played these last couple of games without Nick Ward, Ward on his way back for the Big Ten tournament, do you think it's possible that Izzo works for the lineup of continuing to start Tillman and maybe you bench Ward and have him be your sixth guy? That way you work with two different looks? When Tillman plays his best game of the year, and the best performance of his career, and the most important game of his career. I think it's hard to look past him starting for the foreseeable future. I mean, it would take a it would take some good performances from Ward to unseat him at this point. The one thing I think it opens you up and allows you to do is you play a little bit more Tillman and Ward together because Goins has had his minutes go up quite a bit too. They, I would I would be surprised to see, not surprised if he ran a little bit more of Tillman on the floor, not necessarily as a, a spacer guy as a jump shooter guy. But more just you can play Tillman defensively on the inside and you can worry about no interior scoring on the other end. And I think that will work really well when you switch in lineups with Foster Lawyer. Because to me, what I what the question remains is, are you going to maximize what you have from Cassius Winston and continuing to run a heavy ball screen offense? Or do you go back to Nick Ward and a lot more post-ups, a little bit more running in transition? Because he is a better runner in transition I think then Tillman, he was one of the best in the country running on the fast break prior to his injury, and they haven't been running in transition without him. And so the question is, do you continue to maximize Winston off ball screens with Tillman, who's a better rim runner, 
Or do you go back to the way you were playing before the injury? This weekend, do whatever's less work for Cassius, I think. I mean, you guys can, can chime in, but the less work for, for Winston this weekend, the better. Yesterday, watching uh, Nick Ward run at practice, he was running at full strength, but every now and again, he was just a little bit behind the play. The conditioning, people are saying the conditioning is the bigger problem than the hand at this point in terms of getting him back into action. I would expect Xavier Tillman to start and play the majority of the minutes at the five in the Big Ten tournament, and Nick Ward kind of works his way back in there, maybe builds up minutes as time goes on. But he, Nick Ward was saying after the game, the hand, it feels better. He was running and using both hands in practice. But you, you also bring up a good point about making sure Cassius Winston is rested and maximizing his ability with the screen and roll offense. Tillman is a much better player than Nick Ward. They didn't really even attempt much screen and roll with Nick Ward in the lineup, even though he's the better rim runner. But this this poses an interesting question for when we talk before the NCAA tournament. Who starts? Who sits? I I would pick Tillman over Ward for this tournament and just for games to come in general, just because I think Tillman's so much more active on defense and offense than um, Ward was. And I think that would benefit the Spartans way more with this tournament. And he's just he's got so much energy, the hunger. I mean, his plays during the Michigan game were so important. I mean, two steals. Yeah, it's only two. Both of those times, like, that was a huge turning point in the games with the blocks, too. I mean, all of that came at key points in the game where they needed that. I think he creates more with the team than Ward did. Yeah, he's a little bit more athletic, too. You talk about the steals. I mean, one of them is him jumping a passing lane and almost taking it from the end of the floor to the other for a slam. And not to say Nick Ward can't do that, but that's more a play that Tillman will make just because he's the more athletic guy who's lost a lot more weight on his frame. Yeah, I think Tillman is the guy that you got to start because Ward, what they like the premium when you have guys come off the bench is scoring. We see it in the professional leagues, we see it in the college ranks. The guy who's like your sixth man has got to be able to score the basketball, and I think that Tillman is able to do that. And obviously, Ward, I think Ward is a much better like score straight up, pure scorer. Yes, because of his ability in the post, I think that him coming off the bench is better for this offense and for this team because. Then when you have, like, Lawyer is in for Winston, then he has someone that he can go to that can get it done on the offensive end. And that, obviously, you have some defensive issues when you have guys like that in at the same time. But Tillman, I think they need that defense in the starting lineup because he makes such, you know, the what he brings to the table defensively really sparks this team and allows them to get out in transition like that. Like I mean, he just swallowed. Simpson and a couple of those blocks and that's what I think they need to I think that's what you've got to do you've got to start Tillman especially like you said after having his best game and probably the biggest moment I mean he's been big the entire time he's had to start for Ward I don't know the I, they flashed the points per game average before the game up before the Michigan game obviously and it was something like 14 and a half towards 15 points he's been huge on both ends of the floor and it's huge to give you know a, a better player to play alongside I think I think overall Nick Ward is the better offensive player than Tillman, yes. but Tillman profiles a lot better alongside Winston. It's just a matter of making sure that Ward coming back into the team, it's all going so well right now that you've. I, I mean, Ward's just got to check his ego a little bit at the door. I think now because you get the sense that he wants to help the team win. He, he was talking to Izzo at halftime of the Michigan game, saying, "Hey, put me back in if you need me to. Let's go." I, I get the sense that he's willing to help these guys get to where they need to go. It's just a matter of he's got to check that ego at the door. He can't sit there and I got to get my shots up because I got to get to the league. All he said yesterday in practice was, I want to play. People were asking him, you know, how would you feel about starting? How would you feel about X amount of minutes off the bench? He just said, I want to get in there. You know, he said, it's been weeks and I've been hungry. And I watched two Michigan games on the bench. I get the feeling that he wants to just get in there. But also there could be some smoke with that because we know the history with him. Well, you hope that he's gotten better. And that's been the talk when he was playing beginning of the season was that he has matured and he's gotten better. I mean, that's going to be the thing that's going to determine how this all works out is his ego. Because to me, there's no negative for Tom Izzo when you're able to look down that bench and say, I'm getting Nick Ward back. There's nothing that's going to hurt this team. All it's going to do is maximize what they can do. But the question is, is Nick Ward going to be able to accept a role like that? Because I think that changed changes how you play this Michigan State team. If you're going to tell me they're going to start out being a very heavy ball screen team with Cassius Winston kind of doing everything and then switch to a bench where you got Nick Ward as your dominant guy down low on the block, that's two different styles of play 
that you kind of have to game plan for. It's also not like the NBA, though, we must we must say, because it's not like you're sitting there and playing a whole second unit of guys. Exactly. Yeah. You're 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 sticking more to especially when the tournament comes around. You're you're playing fewer guys. Probably a rather s- than seven, more. six man rotation. But even yeah. like just energy wise, we all know the thing is with Ward, if he's energized and locked in and focused, he plays a whole lot better, which duh, obvious. But with him it matters so much more. It could be a lethal changeup, like you mentioned, teams having a game plan for two different styles of offense when either Tillman or Ward is on the floor. It you know puts a little extra in the opponent's head, and that could be a valuable card that Tom Izzo could pull out of his hand in the tournament, maybe even the Big Ten tournament, because Nick Ward was running pretty well yesterday. Towards the end of practice, he was getting a little lazy, but you know they practiced pretty hard yesterday. But I'd expect maybe maybe to see a little like ten points off the bench for him in limited minutes against uh in their upcoming game versus either Indiana or Ohio State. Whatever they're gonna do, it's gonna be very interesting. Nick Ward gonna make his return in the Big Ten tournament. Last thing on this Michigan Michigan State game, a twenty five and six overall record with that win, sixteen and four finishing in the Big Ten with a share of the regular season title. This season, dealing with all of the injuries, to win a share of the title, defeat Michigan twice. I gotta ask the big one: Is this Tom Izzo's best coaching job? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, after last year, yeah, after last that year, that was definite. Sorry, that no, wasn't no. that wasn't very like that wasn't very confident. But after last season, seeing the way that it ended, like it did against Syracuse, I think you got and that was for the amount of talent that was on that roster and how bad that job was. I think coming back and doing the job that he's done this season, yes, you've got to say it's his best coaching job. He's done with the injuries, the Langford, the Ward, Arns being in and out. I think that he is done. Probably his best job. I mean, I think he was just dealt a Tom Izzo team. I mean, with the freshmen and, you know, the three juniors and even with injuries, like having to deal with that, I think that was just a Tom Izzo type of, you know, situation to deal with and, and, you know, keeping your head up, you know, moving forward and just, you know, fixing things as they go and and having those leaders having to step up and, and people filling in roles and stuff like that. I mean, that was just the perfect opportunity for Izzo to do what he does best. And that is, you know, focus on defense, you know, focus on chemistry and making sure everybody is, you know, playing well and, um, you know, just playing the game of basketball. I'm going to pull my second cards reference out of the bag today. He had to reshuffle the deck pretty much every week. He said he had to reinvent the team pretty much every week. And there were some tough mental stretches that this team went through too. Once they learned that Josh Langford was going to be down for the entire season, they, of course, went through the three-game losing streak. He had to dig them out of that, not to mention reinventing after the Ward injury and just week-to-week plugging and picking different guys in rotations and having to make a lot of really tough decisions rotation-wise. It's been There's probably been a lot of late nights for the veteran. I've seen a, a lot of... I've seen a pretty wide stretch of things in the four years, right? Because 2016, that's Denzel's year. That's the year they got upset. That's a two-seed. I thought that team was the best team in the nation that year. Even though they were only a two seed, and I, I, you know, I mean, obviously, I got sucked in by the whole. Oh, I'm a freshman. That's my first time on campus. They're great, but then you you look at these last two, three, four years, and it's been some weird years, just in terms of results, not being able to get out of the first weekend. I, we got to wait and see if they end up doing it again. Uh-oh. But but man, if they don't look as good as they did as a whole team, as a whole group, as they did back in 2016 with Denzel running them with the ball, Forbes on the wings, Costello underneath. This team, it's not it, it's not a carbon copy, but it's it just knows itself so well. And I think you've got to hand Izzo a lot of credit. You've got to hand the whole staff a lot of credit because losing two guys that are as good as Langford and Ward, not many teams in the nation would be able to do what they did without it. And that's what's made everything feels so much better this year. They win, of course, their second regular season Big Ten title in a row. They sweep their rival. But I listened to the whole post-game show that on Will Teeman and the company on the radio did a big, long post-game show talking with all these former players that were hanging around. Everybody just rallied around this team because they've had to work so hard for everything that they've earned this year. And, you know, all the pictures coming out, the famous picture with Tom Izzo, the the fist pump with Tom Izzo. It's been that kind of year where they've had to work with everything, and it's made everything feel even better. I I agree with all of you. I think it is his best. And, Kyle, you bring up the 15-16 team. I mean, you look at that roster, and 
They got a couple guys who went to the league. Denzel Valentine with the Bulls. Bryn Forbes working with San Antonio. He isn't there anymore, but Deontay Davis, he had a start in the league. And then I look at this roster, and there's not a confirmation that some of these guys are going to be in the league. Maybe Cassius Winston will maybe have a couple of years in the NBA. Nick Ward, potentially. Jury's out on a lot of guys. Jury's out on a lot of guys. Think of it this way. You like Xavier Tillman's game. You like Aaron Henry's game. You like a lot of these guys, but they haven't done it at the level where you say, oh, bona fide first-round pick, bona fide second-round pick. Exactly. And then you look at that 15-16 team, and you're like, okay, these guys can make it to the league, but they look like the better team. To have this Michigan State Spartan team, to deal with all of the injuries, not necessarily have the same amount of talent, and do what Izzo has done, to me, he he really pulled in a, a great season out of his hat. He's almost matched what they did a season ago with not even close to the talent. He dresses like a magician every now and again for uh, Midnight Madness back in the fall. You, you made the magic reference. It's been a magical season for them, like you said, pulling it out of the hat. It really has, but... There's a lot of room to grow. There's a lot of lot of games left. We're into March now. Shout out John Rothenstein. This is March. This is March. And the, the stories are going to write themselves. You mentioned the magic thing, though. The stories are going to write themselves if they make it deep in the tournament. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's been 40 years since the last time, since that magic team. Well, I was going to say, well, since the last time they won a title. Oh, since that magic oof. team. I, I, get the, I get the sense that. They'll be they'll be playing that hard for the TV cameras if if that comes around. They will. They're rooting for they'll, that. They'll them and Waffle pop, Guy. They'll be pop. Oh waffle no, guy. we didn't even talk about Waffle. We don't guy. need to. Talk uh, about we're not talking guy. about Waffle Guy. We're the not... fact that he has raised so much money. Waffle Guy was my waiter the day after the game. Stop. Oh, no. Stop. Oh, That's a siren. How much did you give him for a tip? I guarantee I he's know. using I, it to go to Chicago. Know. I don't know. Someone someone put it on there. You know they'll be in the Good. tournament. Not you. In the tournament they'll be panning the magic every single chance they get. It's is expensive though. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know Pete's house. Quality. We're going to shout out Pete's house now? Is that what no. You, that's that's no, what you would come in. This. No free you, brand deals. Thank you. No free brand deals. But yes, a lot of time left, but the Big Ten regular season did come to a close with the win against Michigan. Uh, and some Big Ten awards came out. Cassius Winston, he wins the Sportsmanship Award. All Big Ten first team, a unanimous selection. Big Ten player of the year, Nick Ward. Missing a couple games this season, still makes it on to the All-Big Ten third team. Kenny Goins, All-Big Ten honorable mention. Matt McQuaid, All-Big Ten honorable mention. And an All-Big Ten defensive team for the senior. And Xavier Tillman comes through, and he's the sixth man of the year. And so really quickly, looking at the Big Ten awards, I want to take a minute and talk about Kenny Goins and just what he's meant to the team this season. His three-point shooting has truly been remarkable I mean he's probably shooting the shooting it better than Matt McQuaid in these last couple of games I mean he's been terrific in the game against Michigan he was three of six from three and he hit some of the biggest shots you need him to in this one and looking at the redshirt senior was his senior night he wins big he makes it to the Big Ten honorable mention probably something he never saw in his career for you all looking at Kenny Goins what he's done this season what does this do for his Spartan legacy, and, and how does how does Goins get remembered down the line? I think it's just the whole journey with him being a walk-on. You know what I mean? It just all starts from there, and just his hunger for the game of basketball and playing for Tom Izzo. And I think that he just is a great kind of um, just he sets a good example for what the team is all about, and just his hard work and putting all that hard work into um, his game, and just being that person that when the team needs somebody to step up, he's there shooting a three-pointer. Like You can't predict what he's going to do, but he always does something to um, help the team out in some way. You know, if he can, you know, we talk about NBA players, if he can keep hitting these threes at the clip he has been in the last month or so when he gets three or four pretty much every game at 6'8", and the guy that can guard multiple positions in the front court, does has he played himself into an Stop. NBA look? Stop it. Stop it. Moving on. Yeah, gonna... no. I thought you were going to say something crazy. Yeah, no. <laughs> you sure? Sorry. Not he, even... he could play in Europe, maybe. I think so. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know about the... Like a Ben Carter. I don't know about the NBA. I'm not though. talking like a first round yeah, pick. I, maybe well, a yeah, late not even a second. second no, round. no. Even not to even... make it, to, I don't even know if he gets a what ten if, day. I think, like, I, think, about... I think he could do. He could get on a G League team because he he does he does have some athleticism to go with his size and the jump shot, which is coveted in the NBA today. Being able to spread the floor at that four spot. Talk to me after a deep tournament run where he's shooting like sixty percent from three in the tournament. <laughs> Who says no? He's been slashing those threes. 
That's all. <laughs> okay, but he's a three and literally nothing else on offense guy. Yeah, this is. Hey, that's just about. And that's just about anybody needs that's in fact. the NBA these days. Thank you. That, that's a fact. I uh, jumped way out. Of, I I blew this thing way you, out of yeah, proportion. We're, we got let's dial it back into the Michigan. He, he's State got legacy. sucked in. He's got sucked into Keep the whole uh, sipping on that Kool Aid. I love Kenny Williams <laughs> train. No, sipping on some. My wow, wow. I was gonna say. Um, I know this is a, a shot against Kenny Goins and, and and just in general the idea. Why are there three All Big Ten teams? Yeah, Why do good you have to, question. That's there's so only two. M- there's so many guys you're gonna recognize. You could sit there and, and literally name like half the conference if you wanted. To. That's why I was like questioning for a second. Like, no, it's no should disrespect to about, Nick Ward. Should we even talk about the third team? Should we even talk about honorable mention? Because like Ward has been great. Don't get me wrong. He averaged 15 points this season. Been good, but he he, he missed like the last part of it. It, he somehow he, he the third team is there. Like I, I was, I feel like you were. I don't know. In, you were intrigued. I was intrigued. I think there's a there's obviously a case for him, but like I don't know. He, he makes honorable part. mention on my on my ballot because there are only two teams on my ballot. Two rounds of the NBA <laughs> draft. Two teams. Two teams. Um, but obviously, are we going to talk about Cassius now? Yes. Yes. We we kind of did a deep deep dive on the podcast before, but he l- finally gets Big Ten Player of the Year. It's over. There's no need to wear the headbands anymore. He won. We're done. Is, th- is there any surprise at all for you that he won this? Zero. Anyone else? None. Nope. Carson? None? No, no, no love for my man Carson Edwards? Oh, takes too many, takes takes wow. too many bad shots. Takes, Dude. takes 50 shots a game, gets about 20 points a game. How many people that I see on Twitter literally just Purdue put out like um, Purdue hasn't had someone average 20 points a game or something like that and not win the Player of the Year award, and then everyone tweets back to that graphic, well, it's about to happen. It takes him 50 shots no! to get there. I was, lit- I was dying. Eesh. I have never seen yeah. like Twitter just jump on a train of like Carson Edwards is trash. Like hey, it was the biggest thing Purdue. ever. But you're right. He was he's a good inefficient. Player. He's a great player. He's a good but player. he was inefficient. Better as a junior. Yeah. More efficient player. Tell, better tell player. me he's wrong. Better player as a junior when he had a little more talent around him. He could he could distribute the ball around a little bit. Shouts out to Purdue though. Like at least we say this Michigan State team's in a good spot. I mean. They are nowhere near as talented as MSU if you stack them up five v five. But I'll tell you what, they're good. They're a tough team to beat. Matt, they, are, they are. Matt Painter one hundred percent deserved Big Ten Coach of the Year for him to have that crew and to get sixteen wins in the Big Ten. I kept refreshing a my really page. Really good Big Ten too. A really yeah, good Big Ten. St- above average Big Ten compared to what we're used to. It's a conversation. I think Carson Edwards is a great player. I think they have a Purdue has a chance to win this Big Ten tournament. But we're Ethan gonna get, we're gonna get into that that's a, tease. In a little bit. Well, that's a good tease. That's a great tease. Last one for Carson. Uh, excuse me for Cassius Winston. Kind of talked about it briefly. Does anyone have him for National Player of the Year? I think I do. I th- I think I have him written for National Player of the Year. Is Zion out for the rest of the year? What happens? What hap- what, what 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 does what happens when Zion leads Duke to the ship? See, that's, at the same t- well, that comes out the Final Four. So so argument invalidated. True. They they, they tell you out at the at the Final Four, man. You know, so many. There's so many questions. Yeah, if Zion plays again, I think you. It depends, but right now, I think Winston could be considered the front runner. He's my number two, because Zion is good, and I, I will say, John Morant <laughs> is he? John Morant. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Thank you. I, I finally said what's been on the minds of sports fans for years, but you're not willing to say it. <laughs> Zion Williamson that is was a good basketball breaking, player. Breaking news: you Kyle know? Turk. Hot take. But I mean, come on, yeah. See, to, to my man Zion, <laughs> to the shoe that he broke, <laughs> the Paul George shoe that he We're, busted through. I'm pointing up right now for, Paul for, George, the, for listeners. Paul George having a, a great year. His somewhere. shoes are not. But who's so Zion's your number one? And where, yes. where are you sliding John Morant? Because you've been He's drinking three. this John Morant Kool Aid. He's my three now. I saw him play in that semifinal against. It was a team from. The whatever conference Murray State is in, Ohio Valley, Ohio Valley. It was that semifinal where they were they losing won. for a long stretch, and then they lost, and then they ended up winning. And you know what I saw? He doesn't help his team out, his teammates the way Cassius does. Cassius Winston is a better facilitator and a better teammate and a better guy. There we go. There was one pass. He's a, he's a better human. He made a pass in that game. It Why was one of John Morant. <laughs> I'm like say wow. Jo- okay, I'm gonna also, say it. John Morant is remind it reminds me a lot of Russell Westbrook. Ooh. A lot of ways. I like that comp. I like That's that comp. Bad. But there was a pass in the John Morant game. He was literally, it was like one of the final seconds in the game. I think it was against um, Belmont, I think they won that one. The final. But 
the final. He's driving in. He great defense gets blocked out, gets stopped at the free throw line, and then he just chucks an errant pass to his one of his teammates behind the three point line. Pass almost gets stolen away. Somehow it finds his teammate, and his teammate just pulls up for three and makes it. And the announcers go, "What a great pass!" Me and my dad look at each other. We're like, he literally had nowhere to go, just threw it to somebody, and he made the shot. Like this isn't like what great vision John Moran has. They're drinking the Kool Aid. No need to. I'm not trashing him. He's a great player, but like, come on now. He is. He he's he could win them a tournament game by like he's he's the reason they. I think somewhere in there. I they could pull it off. That's that's what I need to see. Like before we start going, he's national player of the year. I need. I got to see him in the tournament first. I got to see play somebody other than Belmont. Cash just moved above Morant on my on my national player of the year ballot. You're welcome. You finally did it. There we go. There we I'm, are. I'm pointing. I'm pointing to Zion's shoe. <laughs> Zion's shoe in and, the sky. and all that. But okay, he that last what three game stretch. Even though he played a okay game against Nebraska and played an okay game against Indiana, how much he's just so much more important to his team than almost any other player in the country. I mean, you look at where Duke is at without Zion. Sure, Jeez. they've lost games. They are at risk of losing their number one seed at this point. But man. Put Cassius Winston sub out. I mean, let's think of an average Big Ten point guard. Rob Finnessy. Or what about uh, Nebraska's guy? Oh, Geo Baker. Or, or, no, no, or Geo Baker's a little bit better, maybe. If you, you put if you put that player on this MSU team, they're like a six seed instead of a two seed. Correct. Very a- true. MVP. I, I, most I'm not going to disagree player. with you. He he. I mean, you see it when he goes and sits on the bench, and they bring in Foster Lawyer. Like, there's People no give too much Foster Lawyer hate. I'm going to say it now. They still hate on the man. I don't. I, I don't. I don't sauce a lot of hate, but I Pe- mean, other people sauce a lot of hate. My guy just always looks scared. <laughs> Defenders look at him like chopped liver. Hey, he logged seven minutes and he's a good looking. Nailed guy. a couple of free throws. He's a, he's a good looking guy. He's a good looking guy. He, had a ni- he rocked a nice little pregame fit, like one to I think one of the in, and, the Indiana they game. All did that. Him and Hoiberg. He had a nice fit though. The little blue glasses that he 100% got from Forever 21. That wow. super tight black shirt, also from Forever 21. And the black jeans from H&M. This is the biggest Foster Lawyer breakdown we've done this maybe year. Even, maybe in Chicago, we'll just sit there and we'll re, we'll grade that picture. We'll, we'll grade the looks. Amanda will be there. She'll you Amanda knows fashion better than anyone else on this show. Are you sure? She wants to coordinate our outfits in Chicago for yeah, whatever reason. Yeah, because they want to wear sweatpants out to eat. <laughs> Who does that? I do that. Okay. We're missing the point. Yeah, anyway. we are because we're not even. It's not wow. discussing okay. other. Get to the predictions. There we go. Thank you. So, end of the season, end of the regular season. Before Kyle, Luke, and Joe all came on the show, it was myself, Ryan Cole, Amanda Poole, all doing impact his own, and we started out the year making some predictions. So first things first. Big shout out to Ryan Cole. Uh, started the show with us this year. Passed the torch in December. Everybody point their fingers to the sky. <laughs> All five people are doing that right now, by the way. Little Mi- Steph Curry. I'm there with Trent, the shooter. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, miss you, all three. Miss you, all Just three. Just uh, But Ryan, we miss you. Shout out to you, bud. So looking at the predictions we made, regular season record, Ryan Cole, he predicted Michigan State would go 25-6 and six overall, 16-4 and four in the Big Ten, so we got that right. He had losses to Kansas, at Louisville, at Penn State, at Nebraska, Indiana at home and at Michigan. Not too bad. Not, not bad. bad. Not too far off. He not nailed, bad. Nailed the Indiana one. Nailed the Louisville one. Nailed well. Kansas. Not too hard to nail the Kansas one early in the year. Yeah. At, was... at Penn State, that's what happened to Michigan. That one, that one was interesting. That was not a bad one to bet on. Looking at my prediction, twenty six and five was the record. Seventeen and three in the Big Ten, with losses to Kansas, North Carolina, never at even Purdue. play each other. I know. So, NA. So that's outgrown. NA. NA for the North Carolina pick. I'm going to put the slash. Who, who would have known Texas was going to win that one? Wow. <laughs> at Purdue, at Indiana, and at Wisconsin. So I had Purdue. You got three out of five. I had Indiana. Three out of five. Three out of five. I'll take it. Amanda had a record of 28 and three, 19 and one in the Big Ten with losses to Kansas. North Carolina, and at Wisconsin. I mean, she did predict that MSU would would finish very well in the Big Ten and yeah. say what you want, but they See? did. She did. Mm-hmm. She had, also couldn't predict the injuries to Langford and Nick Ward. Yep. 
Yeah, you guys missed out. We should have predicted on. who was going to get injured. Oh, man. That's morbid. Wow, that's, that's terrible. That's morbid. Ooh, sheesh. She's, sheesh. She's very proud of herself right now for thinking of that. She I'm is. drinking way too much coffee. Moving on. What yeah, is, she's what? this whole Starbucks <laughs> thing, this venti that I'm holding in my hand right now is gone. <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad you know the sizes, Luke. <laughs> R.I.P. the coffee. Fingers in the sky. I'm a big Starbucks fan. We're going to have to go there oh, in man. Chicago. Luke is amped up on <laughs> Starbucks right now. I guarantee it. This is an impact race on Starter Pack right now. We've got four We got four things. We got the coffee, we got the shoe, I and we swear. got the two guys. If we wake up and every <laughs> day Luke's like, let's go to Starbucks, it's, we're kicking him out. Check at KyleTurk5 after the show for more, uh, for more details about that <laughs> Starter Pack. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You think I'm okay. not going to do it? I'm going to actually do it. Next prediction. We'll see this. What place will Michigan State finish in the Big Ten and then give your top four in the conference? Ryan had MSU at one, then Michigan, then Wisconsin, and then Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, give him credit. He no, had Wisconsin up there high, he had Michigan up there high. It's just a matter of uh, Romeo Langford didn't come through the way we thought he would. That's true. And then looking at me. <laughs> Big round of applause. Big round of applause. Uh, Michigan State at one. Into your microphone, Amanda, please. <laughs> Followed by Purdue, then what? Michigan, what? Huh? then Wisconsin. That's all the top four seeds. Oh, my goodness, my man. Look Snaps. at that. What did I say Snaps. on like the first episode? Snaps. I am a prophet. Expert. Oh, God. Not that again. Let's go. Steph Curry celebration. Too many of those. Today. Then uh, Amanda had MSU, Michigan, Purdue, and then Nebraska. Oh. Had the top three, right? Had the top three. Had yeah. the top three. They say the top three is more important than the middle three. It's true. Not wrong. That's, that's a Kyle Turk statement. 2019. <laughs> 2019. What? Put it, put it <laughs> on my gravestone. Put it on a t-shirt. I'm, I'll make sure that happens, Kyle. <laughs> All right. Leading scorer for the Spartans, Ryan had Nick Ward and then Cassius Winston. Um, It's flipped. I had Cassius Winston and Nick Ward. Nailed it. Dinger. And then Amanda had Nick Ward and Xavier Tillman. I like the big man pick. Yeah, I like the big man pick. Just and left Cassius Winston out. You that know, Xavier Tillman pick though <laughs> was is is going to show up later. That's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, leading rebounder, everybody had Nick Ward. Lol. Lol. Shout out Kenny Goins for being a beast on the block. Sixteen against Michigan. Almost a career high. He did. I mean, that man was on. He was. He had a squeegee in the Windex, and he was cleaning the glass. Largest improvement in points per game. Ryan had Xavier Tillman. I had Joshua Langford. It's a toughie. Amanda had Matt McQuaid. Yeah. So not not bad picks all around. Didn't see the Langford injured happening. Did injury find, happening. Did we find out who actually had the highest one? It was Xavier say, Tillman. It was Tillman. Congrats, Ryan. Cole. Xavier Tillman. Good job, Ryan. Doing a newscast right now. Up to Ryan Cole. Potentially. Breakout player. Ryan had Kyle Maybe. Arns. I like the pick. Yeah. Yeah. He had moments. He, like he did. And he break suffered from injury. And I give that guy a lot of credit. He's playing on a bad back. I was going to say break out. Wow. Player. Chill. Stop. Wow. Nope. We're going to move. move as, right a, as a guy that's that. had a bad back for like the last week and a half. Too that's soon. Cold, man. Too that's soon. Cold. Too soon. Too soon. I had Aaron Henry. Amanda had Kenny Goins. Tell you what, that's so a good pick there from Amanda. Bad back, Luke. Is a good pick for Amanda. That's a great snaps, pick. Snaps that's a, for Amanda. That's a big pick. Snaps for Amanda. Snaps for Amanda. Who saw that coming? Not everybody after the Kansas game. Mm-mm. Gosh. <laughs> Sixth man of the year. Ryan had Kenny Goins. I had Xavier Tillman, and Amanda had Tillman as well. Snaps for us. Yeah. Snaps, <laughs> snaps to us. Snaps to us. And then freshman of the year, Ryan had Aaron Henry. I had Aaron Henry, and Amanda had Marcus Bingham so Jr. So disappointed. She liked what she saw in the uh, the old preseason game. She drank the Kool-Aid of the hype. I did. That's what she did. The wingspan. Are you, are you flexing the muscles? Um, no, Bingham's the Bingham celebration. Oh, uh, the that's Gabe Brown's, the straight it's arm? It's him and Gabe Brown. They both do it. I'm I calling don't it get the, it. The, I'm calling it the straight arms. The straight arms. The, the, or the seizure. Like the seizure man. <laughs> the seizure man. <laughs> oh, that needs to be we'll cut scr- out. We'll scrub that one. Skirt! <laughs> we'll scrub that one. All right. Well, those were our predictions at the start of the season. We hit on a couple. You can call us experts. That's what we are. Clearly, we Whoa. know what we're talking about. So Hits on a couple, and he's calling himself an expert. Not tongue-in-cheek at all. Oh we're gosh. experts. We're experts. Get out of here with that. Experts in here. We know what we're talking about. We watch a lot of basketball. We're going on a road trip. We are? We, we are. are. We are. The road four trip. of us. We're getting Starbucks before, and then we're going. Okay, please road stop. Trip. The four of us. Myself, Kyle, Luke, Amanda. Sorry, Joe. We wish you could come. 
We really wish yeah. you were there, but that's all right. It's okay. You waste. You spend all the money going to Florida over spring break. So it's true. He's got he, with us. You've got him there. I did. I did. But we're making the road trip to Chicago. Big Ten tournament is here. Michigan State will play games on Friday. They have the double bye, of course, the number one seed, and awaiting the winner on the game that's coming tomorrow between Indiana and Ohio State. Following that game, MSU could match up with either Wisconsin, Maryland, Rutgers, or Nebraska, depending on who wins that play-in between Rutgers or Nebraska to reach the championship. And a couple things, Big Ten tournament. We're going to try and do some pods while we're out there in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Do some pods in, from the Chicago location. South Loop Hotel. Shout, Shout out. Just tell everybody where we live. Exactly. I was going to say, that's a threat. Do we have that's... fans that are going to pull up? Yeah, I was just saying, I'll get pictures. Hey, I'll, we'll I'll get do pictures a meetup. Whoever. Anybody trying to do a YouTube or meetup? Stop. Chicago South Loop Hotel. Pull up outside the front doors. I'll take pics. Yeah, that's about the extent of it, though. Maybe we'll do like a live one from what's what's the most popular? The one from the top of the Sears Tower. The pizzeria. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think it's called the Sears Tower anymore. No. Oh yeah, they Willis did change it. Willis. Right? Oh, Willis. It's always going to be the Sears Tower. I thought they changed heart. the name of the Space Needle too. They're changing a lot of things. Give it that if it's a tall building, what are they calling that thing? I, whew, you're telling me. Space Tower. <laughs> All right. Well, um, not going to the Space Needle. Be in Chicago. Big Ten tournament. Couple questions. Getting into the tournament. A little bit of a preview. First, who wins the tournament? I'll start with myself. I'm going to go with the Boilermakers. I think this is a tournament. We're going to see Purdue get hot. I think Carson Edwards is going to have an unreal stretch of games. I think the Boilermakers go out and win a tournament championship. I think the way they shoot the three ball, if they get hot, they can douse any team they're going to play against. I think they have a pretty good road. They potentially could play uh, potentially play Michigan. I think they'll beat them as Michigan's kind of struggling on the offensive end. I think they go out and win, beating per. I mean, excuse me, beating. I want to go with Wisconsin. I think in a championship matchup. I also have Purdue beating Wisconsin in the final. What are the odds of that? Look at that. Yeah, we. It's almost like we planned it. We didn't though. No. Um, yeah, I do. It's just a matter of, I don't think MSU will prioritize this the same way people may want them to. I think lo- it's funny because I think losing the semifinals means either a, you don't have to lose to Purdue again, or B, you don't have to lose to Michigan again. It's as simple as that. I think you, you get Ward as minutes, you do what you can, and then you, you gracefully depart, you get an extra day of rest, and then you find out what happens at the selection show on the Sunday. Going around, I've got the Wisconsin Badgers falling to the Michigan Wolverines. I think John Beeline gets his unit going, and they have an impressive kind of sneaky showing. Kind of, whoa, I'm looking at Kyle Turk, and he is shocked. Just That's, a, that's an impressive uh, it's an impressive take after the last <laughs> few games they've played. I don't know. John Beeline, he always comes around when the Big, when the big Ten tournament comes around. get Charles Matthews back, and that's a big piece. That's, I was good to go off I'm that. not going to jump, jump on that train with you, but I'll throw a little bit when of When they fly out of the airport, if the, if it, it, it goes, makes sense. If it, it goes off sense. the runway again, then people need to look out. They'll win another Big Ten tournament. Sentimental favorites, yeah. Anyways, I'm going with them. It's going to be a large contingent of Michigan fans there, too. The Michigan-Chicago alumni base is pretty big, but so is the Michigan State-Chicago alumni base. This is the year for the Spartans, guys. I can feel it. I just feel like this is the team. I mean, like, the last couple of years, they've had the right people, but just not used in the right way. And like we said, this is a Tom Izzo team. Bestie's been coaching in a long time. We've got Cassius Winston. Nick Ward will be back. I mean, there's just they have a lot of factors going into this that will help them a lot um, to win it. I think it's going to come down to Michigan State and Michigan. Or Michigan State and Purdue. If you're them, do you want to win it? I don't think so. Nope. Uh, Amanda, do you think that if you're MSU, do you want to win it and, and run the risk of playing a lot of Cassius Winston in the process? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I Izzo did say on Monday in his presser. I'll keep doing it. He wants a regular season title and a championship. It would be a, it, it would be a th- something that puts him on that one seed discussion. That's that for sure, especially with those zags falling yesterday. That's an interesting question. I don't know. I still think the Zags have, have done enough. For should we wait seed. until we're in Chicago to talk about that kind of stuff? We should. We'll do some more because we don't know who they're going to play yet. So we'll get a little bit deeper. And Joe, do you have a oh, winner yeah, for the tournament? I was going to throw in my. You know, I'm. It's kind of a toss up for me. I'm not. I'm going to go Purdue. Probably beating Wisconsin. Purdue beating Wisconsin because I'm not really sure who can win the Big Ten tournament because I think it's Michigan State 
hasn't had a lot of success in the last couple of years. Michigan has, but Michigan's also struggled as of late. So getting Charles Matthews back will be big for Beeline and the crew. So. Winner of Wisconsin-Maryland makes the final. I, I like I like Maryland too. And I think, although MSU matched up pretty well with Maryland. That was uh, a strange game. It was yeah. it was a blip in the radar on an under on an, on an otherwise pretty solid regular season for them in the Big Ten. I'm trying to think of sleepers. Do I, do I have sleepers? Penn State, Rutgers. No, I'm just kidding. Hey. Penn State will upset Purdue. Penn State's a sleeper. Penn State has a lot of good guards, lengthy athletic guards. They're hungry. Lock up well. Illinois is an interesting team. I don't know if they'll make it far, but I do like what they have. I think they're maybe a year year or two off. Iowa, Iowa would play Michigan if they won on Thursday. I don't think anybody's high on Iowa at this point after that showing against it's Nebraska. It's tough. I, Iowa's here and there because if Iowa does keep going, Tyler Cook's great. Jordan Bohannon, if he gets that shot rolling, they're a very heavy offensive team. If they get rolling, they stop. That's a tough out. They're, they're not playing defense anymore. One of the top four seeds, I get the sense, will lose in in their first game. It's good. It's Purdue against Penn State. I think, I think I think that's a work. trendy one right now. Purdue's Penn State is that is that trendy upset? Which I mean, hey, shouts out to Pat Chambers if it happens. Pat Chambers is intense. He's gonna he's gonna have the boys ready to play. Either way. It's going to be an interesting turn of events in Chicago. Big Ten Tournament is here. This is March. Things are about to get crazy, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the Impact Is Own Season 6, Episode 17. We'll see you pretty soon with some on-the-road episodes from Chicago. Till then, keep it locked to us on Twitter. Follow us at Impact. Excuse me, WDBM Sports. My goodness. I'm messing yes. up the ad. Did I get it? You're a veteran, oh, man. You got that one. There we Follow us there. Keep it locked. We'll have things for you. Maybe some updates on where we are on the road trip, if we made a stop at Starbucks or not. Either way, keep it locked there. We'll see you soon.